Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley. Today we have a wonderful show for you. We're going to be talking about Pop Star World Tour and Avengers Infinity War. Don't worry, there won't be any spoilers. But right now, we're going to start out this interview with two special guests here to talk about the new animated film, The Boxcard Children, Surprise Island. We have director Jan Chuba and also voice actor Carter Sand. Thank you so, thank you so much for both being here. It's a pleasure to have you both. Thanks for thank having you. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I, before we get into the film, I want to talk to you, um, you, Dan. So you have a pretty extensive career in visual effects in multiple different films. So how did you go into animation? Well, I actually started my career as a painter. I went to art school for painting and I had uh, showed paintings in galleries. And then I came out to California for graduate school. And uh, that was just about the time that computers were being used to make images really for the first time, three-dimensional images. And I got hooked on the technology and sort of never looked back. And so I really started by doing animation. Um, And at that time, so long ago, this was before Pixar existed and people really didn't believe that computers could be used for animation. So we started using them for visual effects. And so I went to work in the visual effects business and and enjoyed it and stayed there for a long time and um, for 20 years. During that period of time, uh, computers became, as you know, let's see what you, uh, what everything that we see today is uh, the predominant source of animation. And we started to uh, make our own animated films. That was about 12 years ago. And you've been the executive producer for a bunch of visual effects. So, how was the transition directing your own animated feature? Well, it was a lot of work. Um, You know, on the big visual effects movies, so let's say on the Fast and Furious movies, we did several of those. You have hundreds and hundreds of people working on those movies. And um, a smaller movie, like especially like a Boxcar Children. um, I'm also, by the way, producing a movie for Sony right now, which is uh, Angry Birds 2, which is a um, which is a much bigger budgeted film um, than we're talking about today. But on these small movies, you end up having to do a lot of things yourself. So I end up working as a producer as the writer and as the director. Um, So it's a lot of work. But on the other side, uh, there's a lot of fun that comes with it as well as the hard work. So you get a lot of creative input. You make most of the decisions yourself. And uh, you get a chance to work directly with a lot of other creative people. And that's really the most fun. So working with people like Carter, who bring the movie to life, that voice that I hear in my head when I'm writing the script, suddenly is real with a lot more energy than I was thinking about a lot more fun. Um, so there's good sides and, and, and there's hard work, but the hard work is worth it really in the end. Definitely. And speaking of which Carter Sand, who voices Benny in the film, we have him here today. So Carter, first of all, how did you get into voice acting work? I have two older brothers. Um, I kind of followed in their footsteps, but it all started with, um, just doing one job. And once you do one job, and people know who you are, they see that you're good. They they tell other people about you, and it, it all kind of goes through word of mouth. And, um, you know, over probably five or six years now, I've just um, 
started getting more and more jobs and um yeah working with a lot of new people just like dan so yeah so i'm um, us a bit about your experience uh, on this project and and how it was yeah it was um really fun because my brother actually Jaden worked he played benny in the first boxcar children movie so it was um really fun studying the script and practicing for it because um um, I, I watched the other movie multiple times, and it's really fun when you hear your brother's voice in it. And it was really interesting trying to take on the characteristics of his voice. So, um, yeah. Wonderful. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesling. We're going to continue the show talking about Infinity War and a pop star. We're going to continue our conversation, though, with the wonderful Dan Chuba and Carter Sand about the boxcar children. So, um... We left off, Ricardo, you talking about like you getting into animation and voice acting. So what would you think is the most your fondest memory um, in the recording studio? Um, you know, I do have this really fun memory of um, one time when I was recording the Boxcar Children. Um, there was this one scene where Benny was supposed to be eating food, and um, I just couldn't get the sound of saying the line while eating food. So like we tried a bunch of different things. Like we went and we got a banana and we got like candy and which and I was eating it and we were just trying to get the um the sound right. And it, it took about half an hour but after like a few different fruits and um I think we tried like celery to get like a crunch. Uh we, we finally got it. That was that was really fun. And he, he was very full after that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it was an elaborate scheme for from by come side conceived by your mother to eat healthy food. Like, yeah, give him celery, give him apples, give him bananas. He's not going to eat that anyway. But make it part of his career and he'll do it. Exactly. Uh, Dan, so this was kind of like a co-direction thing. You also directed this with two other people, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yeah, so what happens with animation is um, there are different, it's all a, a bit of an assembly line and there are different, very specific processes that happen. So there's the writing and working with actors. And uh, then there's the technical aspects of animation and the creative aspects. So it's not uncommon to have multiple directors on an animated film. So you have a little bit of expertise in each of these areas. And I work a lot with uh, my partner on, on all of our movies. Mark DePay, and uh, he has great technical expertise. He's um, from a long history of computer programming. He's got a PhD from Berkeley in computer science, and he was uh, did, for instance, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park in the first one, and he, which was at the very beginning days of computer animation. So he really understands the technical aspects of that. So we work together very well. Well, definitely. It's fascinating to see how many, like, because again, CGI when it was computer-generated animation, it, when it started, it was used for action, and especially in the '90s. And then Toy Story, the first Pixar film, came out, and that's when it's like, oh my gosh, we can actually use it to produce good, family-friendly animated movies. So, uh, tell us a bit about what you want families to get from this film, to um, gain from it. The, these movies are very different than the typical animated films, the boxcar children films. There's um, it's not, it doesn't sound like I'm really trying to sell the movie very well, but there's not a lot of 
action. There's not a lot of comedy. It's it's, but it's uh, got some special sauce in it that they've made the books popular for seventy years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in fact, they're the books had their highest selling number ever last year. And um, I think it's the gentleness. They're it's they're peaceful. They're calm. There is mystery. The kids solve the mystery. You know, one thing that's different about the boxcar children when they solve a mystery from, let's say, Scooby-Doo or the Hardy Boys or almost any other book series is that nobody goes to jail. Somebody gets emotionally healed, essentially. Somebody's given a second chance. Somebody's allowed to come back into the family. Somebody learns at a very important lesson. And so these are important stories. They're real. They're uh, in a way. They're more like what really happens in real life. And uh, um, so that's a big part of what I love about this series. Another part of that is that the themes in these stories are about. Um, uh, they're a little bit old fashioned, but they're really they're really still true. They're like hard work is its own reward, which is a cliche, but it's really true. When you work hard at something, um, and it turns out you feel better about it because you made it you you did it and all the work that went into it it's important also supporting your family in good times and hard times um having a positive attitude these are the main themes of this and they um you know having some quiet uh putting your phone down (laughs) listening to birds i mean that kind of stuff is what these movies are all about and i love showing that to people and um we premiered this movie in toronto a couple months ago and we had 500 kids and second grade kids in a theater and they just sat and watched it without moving mm. and um there's some special thing about these stories um, and we can't really take credit for it. it's all in the books so we just make the books but um <laughs> it's a um anyway that's what i love about it it's just different it's counter programming as we call it to what most shows are about these days and that's got to feel that's got to be really fulfilling to see kids watch something that you created and they're, they're just mesmerized and just you grab the hearts and minds for them watching it so i i'm I, I believe that's really fulfilling for you right it is it's the best part of the whole thing is watching it with an audience that's also the most scary the first <laughs> time and you know you get criticism there's no you know not everybody loves it and um and we do these Q and A's with kids after screenings, and um, a lot of them they know the books really well, and they they know everything we changed, and they <laughs> wonder why we changed it. <laughs> so we have to have good answers. But um, uh, yeah, it is it's the best part of the whole process. Um, by the way, by far Benny is their favorite character. <laughs> Benny, watch. <laughs> so. God, how does it feel to have a character that's beloved by many children? Um, you know, it feels really, it feels really special because I have a lot of friends who have like grown up with the books and are really familiar with it. And, um, they're always so excited to hear, like when I first told, um, one of my best friends, um, they were so excited to hear that there was going to be, um, another movie. And, um, you know, it, it feels really, really cool that, um, a lot of people appreciate what you do and, like Dan said, a lot of hard work goes into movies. So, like, when you really think about it, like, there are hundreds of people who work on a movie. So when people enjoy it, it's um, it's it's really special. Yeah. Wow. You two are fantastic. Thank you so much for talking about the Boxcar Children, Surprise Island. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see more from you, from both of you.
Of course. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot for having us. Of course. The Boxcar Children's Surprise Island is is premiering. It's in screening May 8th today. Check out FathomEvents.com. It's showing in 800 theaters. Put in your zip code and see if it's showing in, in a theater near you. Please go check it out because it's made by passion and love. And it's a fantastic story that all the whole family should see. Check out the times and FathomEvents.com. Go check it out right now. With that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Boxcar Children's Surprise Island, and next we'll be talking with Sholo Maridueña about the YouTube Red series Cobra Kai. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Sholo. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So, um, can we, you tell me a little bit about the series uh, Cobra Kai? Absolutely. Uh, so Cobra Kai is the newest addition in the Karate Kid series. Uh, you have the original three from uh, <clears throat> all the way back in 1984 to, I want to say 1987. And then you had the new Karate Kid, the next Karate Kid, and then the Jaden Smith version of the Karate Kid. But Cobra Kai is takes all of the original nuances that we had in the original 1984 Karate Kid, takes Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka, who were in the movie and really follows the perspective of Johnny after the events of the first movie. Wow, that sounds like a fantastic sort of legacy to be in. And how does it feel to be in Cobra Kai? It it really is surreal, you know, Uh, growing up, watching the Karate Kid, you know, knowing the pop culture of the crane kick and and the different lines from the movie, you know, sweep him by the leg or put him in a body bag. It really is weird to to work with both Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka as, you know, on a day-to-day basis and just have them be my friends, you know. It it, it is, it does take a little bit uh, of time to get used to, but now 
it really is just such a pleasure that the torch is being handed off to me, so to speak, and that I get to breathe a little life into a new generation of the Karate Kid. Wow, that sounds really fantastic. And you like to do martial arts too, right? Yes. Uh, you know, when I was in the first grade, I did Shotokan karate, uh, which is like a traditional uh, form of karate for a year. And then after booking Cobra Kai, I figured that it might be easy to get back into things just because I was so familiar with uh, Shotokan karate back in the first grade, but it definitely was not at all the same. It was, you know, my body, <clears throat> it had been so long since my body was acclimated to stretching all the time and, and doing all of these, these different kicks and stuff like that. So it definitely was a little hard to get used to, but after the first couple of months, it really did uh, come really easily. Wow, that's fantastic. And did the prior knowledge in martial arts really help you in Cobra Kai? It, you know, it, it really didn't because I, so now I'm, a, I'm an 11th grader. I'm a junior in high school. I play tennis and basketball. And those are both sports that don't, you, you don't need to necessarily stretch a lot for. It's a lot of running and it's a lot of upper arm movements and stuff like that. But for karate, it really is a lot of your legs and stretching is 90% of the battle. And since I was not, since I hadn't acclimated my body to stretching all the time, it really did. It was very, very hard to get into things, but I would say just the general knowledge on, you know, how to punch, how to kick the different types of kicks. You have your roundhouse, uh, you have your hook punches and whatnot. Just the, the knowledge on that did make it a little easier to, to get into things. Oh, that's great. And um, so compared to your other movies and TV shows like Parenthood, Twin Peaks, and Major Crimes, how has this experience in Cobra Kai been unique for you? You know, this Cobra Kai really is unique just because uh, I'm about to be 17 and all of the other projects that I'd kind of worked on prior to this had been, I, I was really uh, a, a child on set, you know, and I, I was really not, I wouldn't say treated like a child, but I really was, there was a large gap between myself and the other actors on the show. I mean, on Parenthood, you had people who were 40 all the way up to people who were 80, you know? So working on Cobra Kai and working so closely with the writers and the directors, it really did provide me the opportunity to kind of make my voice and, and figure out who I wanted to be as an actor and being able to talk to the directors on set about the scenes that we're shooting and any ideas that we had really did. Uh, it, it was such an amazing opportunity because it was one that I hadn't experienced ever before. Oh, definitely. That sounds really amazing and like a fantastic experience. And being such a successful star at such a young age, how does it impact you? It, you know, I, I like to imagine that I, that I am somewhat successful, but really, you know, staying humble is the biggest thing for me. I, I still go to a, a regular high school and whatnot. I have the same friends that I've had since middle school and whatnot. So really just making sure that I'm the best person that I can be and working as hard as I can to make sure that I'm respectful and really 
you know, give thanks to the people who helped me. I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without my parents because they are the ones that take me to the auditions and they're the ones that help me read my lines and whatnot. So really just making sure that all of that stuff stays in check. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Oh, wow, that is so important and such a great lesson for me and I feel everyone who listens to you. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Boxcar Children's Surprise Island, Cobra Kai, Avengers Infinity War, Pop Star, and Pop Star World 2. And right now I'm going to continue talking with the amazing Zolo about Cobra Kai. So I know you just told me how it's so important to be humble, and you are. You are a successful star. What was your favorite part during the shooting of the series? The favorite, my favorite part, I would say, you know, being, we filmed the show in Atlanta, in, in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Los Angeles, California. So being able to live in an environment that was not one that I'm so used to really did provide for some great learning experiences and really allowed me to, you know, figure out a city on my own. I'd never been to Atlanta. I'd never been to Georgia except for, you know, uh, layover flights and whatnot. So really just being able to live uh, practically on my own for the three, four months that we were there really did open my eyes as to how different it is to be in a city that you know nothing about to be around people that you haven't really met yet and you know around a bunch of food that you haven't eaten so so just really being able to experience a new area other than Los Angeles was my favorite part of the whole shoot oh wow that's really great and sounds like a lot of fun and so how did you prepare for your role as Miguel in Cobra Kai uh one of the biggest things was watching the original Karate Kids, you know, when you're reading the first couple of episodes, I was not too familiar with the Karate Kid. I, I had watched it maybe once or twice, but I was very, very young. So watching the movies again and understanding all of the little nods and the Easter eggs and the, you know, the, the hat tips that uh, the script did provide, it was really important for me to do that. Also, Getting to know Ralph, Billy, and, and Mary Mauser, Jacob Bertrand, a couple of the, the actors that we have on our show to really make sure that our chemistry works well on camera was another big thing. And also, I think just, just really making sure that you are in contact with the directors and the producers and the writers is one of the biggest uh, you know, pieces of help that I got on set just because... It really is, you know, everyone has to work together. The industry is just one huge gear and everyone kind of needs to fit in place and and work together to make sure that we have the best quality show that we can. So because of that, making sure that you're that you're communicating well and that you're on the same page with everyone else is the biggest thing. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a very important part of movie making. And were there any difficulties that you had to overcome while shooting Cobra Kai? Of course, you know, um, just like in all, uh, in, in a lot of shows and a lot of movies, there are scenes that do get 
that are intense and there are scenes that in, in the show that will make you cry and that will make you root for characters and will make you dislike characters and then love them again and, and then dislike them. So just because of that, being able to, uh, you know, being able to get into the role and being able to focus on the overall arc of your character in relation to the arcs of everyone else's character is very difficult and and to make it look real on camera and to make it look presentable and authentic on camera is very difficult yeah absolutely i'm sure and um i know you mentioned throughout um the interview but how was your experience with working with the cast and um how was the chemistry and everything you know, uh, the cast is is such an amazing. Uh, everyone is very gregarious, and so there's such a pleasure to work with. But in particular, you know, Ralph and Billy are not the people that I anticipated them to be. You know, I, watching them on camera, it is hard to believe. I even have trouble with this sometimes that they have lives. So because of that, it's it's a little crazy to hear them talking about their experiences, just being normal people. And and because of that, you learn to love them so much more. Oh, that's wonderful. And finally, if you had to describe Cobra Kai in three words, what would they be? Uh, intense and action-filled. Awesome. It was such a pleasure to be able to talk to you. And I'm so happy you were, be- you were able to be on the show today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Molong Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about boxcar children's surprise island cobra kai avengers infinity war and next we'll be talking with 
Jolene from LA, who's 13, and Nathalia, who's from LA also and is nine. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. So we're going to be talking about Pup Star, and it's the third movie in the series. So, Jolene, can you tell me a little bit about where the pups go in this movie? Okay, so this time, this is the third Pup Star movie in the sequel. And this time, the puppies are traveling all over the world for the Pup Star competition. Um, but now Tiny is a judge on the show so she has to choose a contestant to um to mentor and help them um, win the show and they travel to india um i think mexico and um, china and like yeah they travel everywhere wow that's fun and um nathalia can you tell me a little bit about the animation of the dogs and just uh the dogs in general and how they were able to make them seem so lifelike with their voice and everything well one of the lead characters are tiny and the dogs can talk and they can sing and the dance and they bring a very fun and quirky style with the singing and the dancing which will bring the best out of you and the animation was amazing definitely because their voice sounded so realistic and well it was of course and their dancing looks so amazing and it was just all amazing. That sounds awesome. And uh, Jolene, what would you say about the acting uh, in general? The um, actors like Jed Reese and David Louise. Yeah, um, the voice acting um, matched perfectly with the dog. So, like, if you looked at the dog, you would think, like, that's exactly what that dog would sound like. Even the singing, the singing was really well done. They, their voices sounded so good. And um, yeah, the voice acting was great. Awesome. And um, so Nathalia, how were the music and the songs? And did they get you up and dancing? It definitely did. And the music was amazing. And since it went global, I got to hear the different kind of styles and the different music from all around the global. So it was really amazing. And it was very entertaining to hear. And I can, when they were singing, I can realize and imagine in my head what their backgrounds and where they come from. And I just love the singing so much. Oh, wonderful. And how about you, uh, Jolene? What did you think of it? Um, like Natalia said, the singing was great and definitely showed you a lot of different cultures from different places, which I thought was really co cool to like add that sort of diversity into it. And um, yeah, the singing was great. All the different styles. I really liked them all. Awesome. And I know you guys have been telling me that they're going to all these exotic and fun places. So, Nathalia, how are their sets and backgrounds, and how are they able to incorporate all these cultures? Well, during the movie, before they, before all the pups performed, they had a little video of where they come from, and that was just amazing. So we got to see where they come from and how they got to where they are in the movie, and I think that's just amazing, and especially since they come from all around the world. It was just so fantastic and fascinating. And I got to see a little part of how their music is gonna be and it was just amazing. Oh, wonderful. And so Jolene, what was your favorite part about Pup Stars World Tour? Um, my favorite part 
would probably be like most of the scenes um Ronaldo Ronald Ronaldo was in who is played by Jed Reese yeah Jed Reese um because he's just such a comedic character he's really clumsy and sometimes he's really arrogant but then he doesn't he doesn't do what he says he can do and his boss just like is so disappointed in him and it's hilarious so yeah definitely all the scenes with Ronaldo in it <laughs> oh no and how about um sorry how about uh you Nathalia uh what was your favorite part my absolute favorite part is when the cheaters but I'm not gonna tell you who they were because I don't want to spoil it get disqualified from the competition because I don't think Cheater, I know cheaters never win and winners never cheat. So I think my favorite part is when the cheaters got disqualified. And yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And finally, what would you say the star rating star rating and age range would be? I would give this film a five out of five stars and definitely recommend it for ages five to fourteen years old as well as adults. Awesome. And how about you, Jolene? Um, I give it five out of five stars and recommend it for the ages of six all the way to 18 and maybe even older. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me about Popstar. Thank you for interviewing us. Thank you for having us. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Boxcar Children's Surprise Islands, Cobra Kai, Avengers Infinity War, and now I'll be continuing uh, talking about Pup Star, but now I'll be talking with Izzy, who's from L.A. and is 9, and Calista, who's also from L.A. and is 14. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hi. So, um, Izzy, I heard that you went to a site visit for Pop Star Christmas. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how the experience was? Well, it was really fun. It was kind of magical in a way where, like, some of the sets were just really amazing and colorful and bright. And some of them were dull. And I love how scenes can be like that. So I was just... It was like Disneyland. It was really cool. Oh, and did you meet anyone there? Yes, I met the director, the producer, the costume maker, the people who animate. Yeah, I met uh, lots of the set people. Oh, and the dogs. Oh, you met the dogs. How wonderful. And so did you learn anything from the director and the producer and all the wonderful talent that you met? Yes, I, I learned that some uh, costumes could be a little bit hard, and I also heard that movies, they're hard to make, but once they come out, they're very fun, and you could see, like, oh my gosh, all that effort I put into paid off so well I have this movie that's making so many people laugh and be happy, and yeah, I have mixed emotions, so that's what I you know, learned. Wonderful. And so, Callista, how did this movie make you feel? Was it exciting? Was it sad? Was it happy? Was a little bit of everything? This movie was definitely very upbeat. There weren't a lot of moments that I felt really were that serious. So this is just very much like a movie just to watch if you just want to see some cute animals or you just want to be put in a good mood. 
Awesome. I love movies like that. And how would you compare this one to other pop star movies? Well, I've only ever seen one other one, which was the second one. I feel like this one is definitely an improvement because you can sort of see, like, the visual stuff. Like, they sort of use the special effects more, and you could see the improvement from the other mo- from the other uh, Pup Star movie that I saw. I don't know about the first one because I never saw that one, but from what I've seen, it feels like it's getting better and better each time. Oh, that's great. It's always nice to see movies with sequels that have improved because I feel like that's sometimes very rare. And so, Izzy, um, I know Callista was telling us about the special effects. Can you tell me a little bit more and uh, what you thought of them? Well, the special effects were great, but my favorite special effect in animation was probably when the dogs were dancing. There's like this cute scene where some of the dogs are animated while dancing. Um, and it looks really cool. I love those parts. Like, in the second movie, there was a whole big song with animated dog. I love that kind of special effect in the animation. I love that. Awesome. And, Callista, what was something that was unique and special about this movie compared to other ones? Definitely the whole aspect of the culture, because... It was previously brought up that this movie has different cultures involved and they go to different locations. I feel like that makes this movie stand out the most because each song that is sang in this movie actually does involve that specific culture and you can sort of feel the energy from it. And I, I really I, I really like the whole cultural cultural aspect of this movie. It gives it its own vibe. That's wonderful. And did they also have dogs from these different areas, or was it just the same dogs going into different countries? Uh, they did have characters who were supposed to represent all these different things. Like there was like a Chinese dog and an African dog. I don't know if these dogs are actually native to that location, but that would actually be a very interesting detail. Oh, wonderful. And Izzy, could you relate to anyone in this movie, one of the dogs or one of the other judges? Well, I can relate to the dog who um, is from the African country. I can't remember what his name is, but he's from Nigeria and he like loves peaceful animal nature i can definitely relate to him and he's kind of like a little bit taller so and i'm a little bit taller um but i like him a lot and i think i could definitely relate to him because of what he likes and how he looks awesome and finally what would you say the age range and star rating would be um five out of five stars for me i really liked this movie i loved it um I also would give it probably a five to eighteen rating because of all the songs. I I also think adults would like it because of all the songs. It was very nice. That's that's what I would rate it. Wonderful. And how about you, Chris? So, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I'd say four to five stars, as this movie I just felt was very, it was a very nice movie that anyone could sort of just pop in and enjoy. Um, And for age rating, I'd say about four to 18, as this is definitely sort of like a movie for younger kids, but I mean, hey, I'm 14 and I liked it, so. 
<laughs> Plus, if you just like, if you just like seeing dogs, then this is definitely sort of like a series for you because you know, it's dogs. Awesome. Yeah, I think this would be a series for me. And thank you so much for being on the show and talking with me. No problem. So be sure to check out uh, Pop Star World Tour on Netflix and DVD May 5th nationwide. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Molong Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program. Kids First Coming Attractions. On the Voice of Kids Network, we just got done talking about Cobra Kai and the Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. Let's not waste any time. We're here to talk about Avengers Infinity War. We've been waiting a decade for this to happen. And don't worry, this will be a spoiler-free zone. Thanos demands your silence. We have the wonderful Arjun from Nashville, Tennessee, who is 16 years old. And Callista from L.A., who is also 14 years old. So, give it to me straight, guys. I've seen it as well. I really loved it. Arjun? Let's start with you. What did you think of the film? Um, it was absolutely mind-blowing. Like you said, it was the culmination of 10 years of characters that have been set up. And at, at times, there's a lot going on, but they, they kind of have this neat narrative structure that separates all of the characters and sometimes leaves them hanging on a certain plot point to continue to the next character and come back to that plot point later, which kind of carries the plot further. But um, I think it really builds up to like this final act, which just really showcases what what the Mar- what the Marvel series has been culminating to. And honestly, next movie promises to be better. It's meant- honestly insane how much they put into this movie. It is by far the the most emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. Um, Callista, what did you think? I absolutely loved this movie. I, I don't know how to put it any other way. This movie is probably one of the closest things we can get to a perfect movie. It's definitely, it's very challenging because I think the most negative reviews I've seen is that 
it's a great movie, but it's just too many characters. And I'm like, well, that's that's kind of the point. It's unavoidable. Yeah, it's it's literally the point of like the MCU is to put all is to bring all these characters together. So I mean, that's. I'm sorry, go on. I, I don't want to interrupt. I was just going to say, the point literally just basically flew over your head. And, yeah, because that's kind of the whole point of this, is to bring all these characters together. Now, I'm just curious, because I, I, I personally didn't feel like it was that cramped. I mean, like, there's a lot going on, but I didn't feel like it was rushed. I feel like they took their time with characters, even though they're putting a lot into it. Um, Arjun, did you feel the same way? Did you, Or did you feel like they crammed way too much, even in a two-hour and 40-minute film? Like- I felt like it was mostly consistent. I felt like in the middle, there was a little bit of cramming here and there, and it did drag the pace a little bit. I still love this movie regardless. I think it's top three in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for sure. Um, I don't know if it quite beats Guardians 1 and The Winter Soldier because, I mean, they're all top-notch movies. But yeah, I definitely felt like they handled all of the plots really well, um, and they did it to the best they could. Honestly. Now, I don't know about you, but like it's interesting because there's so many dramatic moments in here but they're also balanced with a lot of jokes like every, any marvel film but like i remember watching it with, with a large audience and they couldn't laugh when they were supposed to laugh because they weren't they were still getting over a lot of the dramatic scenes Callista, did you feel like that was happening as well not really in the theater i was in it was mostly filled with a bunch of laughs like i every single joke i thought i heard at least a few people laugh so i don't know <laughs> What was up with your theater, but... <laughs> well, it was hard because there's a lot of... Emo- it's Even though there's a lot of funny jokes in here, this is a really an emotional film, especially if you've been following these characters. Arjun, I mean, be honest with me. Did you shed a tear? Because I have to admit I have shed a few tears. Um, It's really hard to make me shed a tear. Done it very few times. But yeah, I, I went as extremely close as I could. It, like, yeah, it was it was hard to not shed a tear for sure. Now, um, Callista, tell us about the battle sequences and what you thought of them, because there's a lot of them. <sighs> Don't even get me started, because I'm just going to go on a tangent about how much I love these sequences. Everything, it just, they feel so, they feel massive. That's probably the best way I can describe it, because they feel massive, because you have so many characters, everything is going on. You got these really great moments between these characters. Like, there's some really great interactions between certain characters that, like, I'm going to be honest, I feel like we're just honestly perfect. All these little interactions, the way these characters, like, treat each other and the way they all work off each other. Like, because there are some scenes of these characters, like, helping each other out and doing all this ridiculous stuff, and it's amazing. And I just, I love it so much. I'm out of breath, actually. Well, there's a lot of characters, and we've, we've seen all these characters... But I wanted to mention one character in particular that's totally new to us, and I think they handled very well. Let's talk about Thanos. Arjun, what did you think of Thanos as a character? I think he's probably the best um, Marvel villain out there other than Loki. Um, and um, maybe that's because Loki had a lot of movies in development. But for just one movie, um, where before we just got like maybe a five-second glimpse or like a post credit scene with, I think they really humanized his character. Josh Brolin like, stole the scene like every scene he was in and he was definitely my favorite character of the movie i related to some some of his viewpoints like i feel like he had good intentions but his ways of carrying them out weren't exactly good i would agree you're listening to kids first coming attractions i'm your host keith blankley we just talked we just got done talking about cobra kai and the box children's secret island we're going to continue the show talking about avengers infinity war and also pop 
pop star. Um, so, Callista, tell us a bit about what you thought of Thanos as a character. Well, especially after certain things that happen, which I won't be saying, I want him to just leave. But to be fair, though, I do have to admit, I think he was executed very well. There are some really good scenes involving Thanos, and as much as I want to hate him, I can't help but deny that he's got some pretty good scenes. I would agree, and for somebody that we've been, like, hinting at since the first Avengers, which is in 2012, gosh, I feel old, um, <laughs> ever since we've seen him, we haven't really, we don't really know much about him, and for this film, this is not a spoiler at all, but this film really does take its time developing Thanos as a character, which is good because he's actually a really compelling, interesting character. And I want to learn more about him. And I feel like they took his, they took their time with him, even though there's so much going on. Um, Arjun, this is going to be about as a vague question as possible. And I know you can't say much, but the ending, don't say what you thought. Don't, don't say anything what happened, but like, give us, what were you feeling with the ending? Um, I'm happy that they had actual emotional like stakes at hand here because um one of the things I was extremely disappointed in in Civil War was that like there weren't any deaths or there weren't like any big emotional casualties but I think after the ending of this movie it's going to severely affect um just the status quo of the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe and like I honestly don't know how they're going to resolve it in the next movie and like I was saying before the next movie promises to be bigger and I hope it can live up to what they've set up here. We've got to wait another year, but it would be, we have other films to look forward to, like Ant-Man and Wasp. So, cross our fingers for that. Callista, the ending, what were the emotions you were feeling? Um, mainly just lots and lots of tears and shock. Because I remember when everyone got up and clapped at the end, I usually go, like, crazy with clapping. Like, I will hurt my hands clapping. But this time, I just stood. I just sat there and was just thinking to myself that that actually happened, right? This is the actual ending. And I remember, like, I didn't. It didn't feel real. Like, it didn't feel like it actually happened. I was still like shook. I was still like, like, recovering when I went to school the next day, and it was yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, there were some cry sessions at my school, especially my all my the friend the group friend group I went to are big fans like I like I am, so it's it's definitely a lot on the fans. But um, Arjun, for people who are not like familiar with the cinematic universe as much, like have just maybe watched one or two films, do you feel like that they're still going to be able to enjoy this film, or do you feel like they just need to watch the other films to really fully grasp it? That's a hard question for sure. I feel like the movie, the way it um, develops its plot um, with all of its compelling characters and all of that, you know, it really structures its plot well to a point where it's not too confusing for audience members to figure out or something. But um, I really feel like getting the best experience out of this movie is watching all of the prior movies. You can yeah. maybe skip a couple in there, but I mean, like, to fully understand who these characters are and seeing just these characters just, like, have their unlikely friendships that you'd never expect watching the movies that came before it and all of that sorts of things, to get the total emotional and, like, just fun experience from it, I think you'd need to watch the, the other movies. Totally agree, because this film throws you into a universe that you that the audience that the filmmakers already expect you to know there's no like oh who's this person who's this person or like any character development for like 
most of the characters, they just put you in there and you just experience it. So yes, I agree. Please take your time and watch the other films. I know it's a lot of films to watch, but like if you really want to get the best and best run for your money and like the one of the best cinematic experiences of 2018 so far, you gotta see the other films. I gotta be honest. Um, Calista, how many stars would you give this film? Five out of five. No doubt about it. I love this movie. It, it's just, it is definitely up there in my favorite movies of all time now, which is already a mess of a list because I can't decide, but like, yeah. it's up there. And Arjun, how many stars do you give this film? So I am really picky about my five, so it's definitely not quite a five, but it is the absolutely highest 4.5 out of five stars I could give. Like, I wish I could give it more, but I feel like that's my, like, stance on it. But it is the highest 4.5 out of five stars I could give. Totally agree. And what would you say is, is the age recommendation, Arjun? Um, I would say maybe 10 to 18 years old. Um, there, There's definitely a lot of emotional consequences that happen from just all the action going around. And there's some language. So I think I think a 10 to 18 would, would be the right age to view it from. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much, Calista and Arjun, for talking about Infinity War. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us. I love talking about movies like this. (laughs) This film, like, don't even say it. This film's in theaters. If you haven't seen it already, I'm sorry. You need to go see it because there's only so much you can avoid on social media without being spoiled. So please go check it out because it's honestly one of the biggest cinematic experiences of all time. And that's saying a lot because there's a large film library out there so please go check out avengers infinity war and i can't wait till next year to talk about part two that's our big ending to wrap up our show thank you guys so much for listening to kids first coming attractions to check out our latest videos and reviews on the newest dvd and film releases please check our website out www.kidsfirst.org also check us out on YouTube make sure to like, subscribe and comment on our videos on YouTube of the same name, Kids First thank you guys so much for watching and I will see you next time thank you very much thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.